Hello and good morning. It's Friday the 16th of March 2018. I wasn't planning on doing an episode today. I thought I'd loop back and see you guys on Monday, but three pretty cool things to talk about today, one of which elaborates on our very brief discussion on Tesla's new autopilot update, about which we only really mentioned, well, that it had been released, which wasn't particularly interesting, if I'm honest. So we're going to go into a bit more detail on that. Second, we're going to elaborate a bit more on what we did discuss a lot yesterday, which is GM's investment to mass produce its uh, autonomous Chevy Cruises, uh, which will go into production next year, 2019. And finally, pretty coincidentally, uh, as we closed out the episode yesterday, I had briefly mentioned that, um, you know, for instance, there are many other automakers besides Tesla, besides GM, uh, that are, of course, very heavily invested in autonomous vehicles, one of which was Ford. But Interestingly enough, or weirdly enough, um, there hasn't really been that much really uh, sort of breaking news. Um, Sorry if you hear that binging in the background. That's my Apple Watch somehow. It always tends to go off when I'm recording an episode here. Uh, But today, um, there is some interesting news to report, so we are going to dive into that as well. So, let's get started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so the new Tesla autopilot update. So yeah, yesterday we didn't really go into much detail beyond the fact simply that it had been released, and that's because, well, there weren't really any details to be had yet. But today um, we do have some pretty cool juicy details. Um, These are from videos which have now surfaced, uh, owners giving their new autopilot update a proper test drive. Um, You can find these videos on YouTube, obviously. I found them over at electrek.co. That's E-L-E-C-T-R-E-K dot C-O. A really great uh, website if you haven't, uh, if you don't know about it yet. It's, um, they cover a lot of great things about electric cars, autonomous cars, and sort of everything about cool tech generally. Um, But uh, yeah, so so let's first dive in to understand sort of what the new autopilot update uh, is and what it does. First of all, it's, it's an update that, basically uh, upgrades version 2.0 and 2.5 cars. Uh, And in particular, it's really designed to tap into Tesla's work on uh, neural networks, right? So the idea is that in addition to the onboard suite of um, cameras uh, and radar, but famously not LiDAR, because if you remember, Elon Musk has said since the beginning that LiDAR isn't really the best solution, uh, too expensive, too bulky, and in any event, uh, the rate at which cameras are improving in uh, fidelity uh, will make them absolutely just totally fine and indeed better than LiDAR uh, from a, from both a practical as well as a cost point of view. In any event, in addition to all the onboard suite of sensors and cameras, uh, Tesla have also been developing their sort of 
well, yeah, it's called a, they, they call it a neural network. It's sort of a network that shares data amongst all the different Teslas, uh, anonymously sort of crowdsourcing data on roads, lanes, everything from all the cars as they drive. Anyway, this is designed to tap into that, get a lot more information out of it, and work with it more efficiently and more effectively. So what kind of practical benefits then? So this isn't really a... Um, revolutionary sort of step change improvement to autopilot but based on the feedback based on looking at the videos it's a really profound iterative uh improvement so some really practical things that have uh that are that are most readily available uh two of them really come to mind so the first is that first of all it's really really quick for the for teslas now to detect adequate information about the road they're on so that you can go ahead and, and engage autopilot. So just to be clear on what this really means. So, um, and, and this is something you might be familiar with from other cars, not just Tesla, right? Cause a lot of cars now have, um, what's not called autopilot or anything similar, but rather that's called sort of lane keep assist or active lane keep assist. The idea being that, uh, it'll, well, keep you within your lanes. Um, and the really, really good systems, kind of effectively function like an autopilot system uh, as long as the road is relatively straight uh, in the sense that they just do a really good job sort of keeping the cars centered between the lanes, which, yeah, if there's a curve, it'll, to a certain extent, turn with the curve, right? Thing is, though, most of these systems, they're not so good. And apparently even Tesla had room for improvement. The biggest issue with them is that there tends to be what's known as the ping pong ball effect, which is kind of what it sounds like, where uh, the car will just sort of, well, ping pong from side to side of the lane trying to find the optimal sort of center spot. There isn't enough, mm, for lack of a better word, there isn't enough smoothing to the to the search function of center, so to speak. Until now. Um, well, turns out this new autopilot update does a really good job and essentially solves the ping pong ball problem, or almost anyway. Um point is it does a remarkably better job at that um so so that's those are two really really great improvements and it's really exciting to see a tesla have been able to roll this out so quickly um but yeah if you so so there's one video that really demonstrates this exceptionally well i think uh it's a video um which takes place uh here in the san francisco bay area more or less down in the hills of santa cruz uh which if you know the area they are particularly twisty mountain roads they're posted 40 miles an hour this video was taken in the rain um, most of which was done at 35 miles an hour um so the video title is tesla autopilot 10.4.8 bbdc66 twisty roads if you want to look it up uh it's really worth seeing I mean, this is totally hands-free, and it's raining, and it is a remarkably twisty road, and this Tesla is just carving up the roads with no problems. It's really confidence-inspiring, and uh, funny I should use that word, because the first video that I saw, um, it's taking place, I believe, in Germany, and this is the word that you keep hearing over and over again, just inspires so much confidence, that the system is so confident, And, and that's, you know, that's just a really important thing because um, in order for these to become commonplace, the systems have to act with confidence in order to inspire confidence with us, the drivers who will very, very soon indeed become passengers. And speaking of which that leads to our next topic on GM's uh, planned production rollout of its Chevy bolt 
space-based cruise autonomous vehicles. So, GM, uh, as we mentioned yesterday, GM uh, have announced that on top of the initial $1 billion they invested into cruise automation, um, they are now going to dump a further $100 million to bring these formerly, or I should say currently, prototype vehicles into full production next year, 2019. What's incredible about this is that you understand what this means. These aren't just sort of cars with glorified self-driving systems where you kind of push a button and take your hands off the steering wheel because you can't. There isn't a steering wheel. There aren't even any gas and brake pedals. These then really are the world's first fully autonomous, driverless, steering wheel-less cars that'll be on the market. I mean, this is really, really uh, exciting stuff. So let's see some details about this then. Uh, first, I think it's important to understand these cars, how they're going to work, right? So uh, just to take a step back for a second, again, remember, these the, the company behind this, I mean, yes, GM invested in them, but the company that's building it is called Cruise Automation. Uh, I believe their website is getcruise.com or gocruise.com, something like that. Um, so, so the cars themselves are pretty amazing. So first of all, they will be interacted with via app on your smartphone, because of course they will. Uh, the door, the, the car will open its doors for you when it, when it greets you and yeah, it's going to basically be greeting you. That's true. Uh, it'll open the doors. You'll get in the doors will close on their own. Uh, apparently there's going to be three, uh, touchscreens inside the car so that the passengers can very easily interact with it above and beyond what you can do with the app. Uh, no word yet, whether it's fully redundant functionality or whether it's, you know, more beyond what the app does. Um, so what's interesting is then that initially in the first rollout, um, so these cars are going to be running in geo fenced locations, meaning they can't sort of go beyond a certain geographic range. Um, now what's interesting is the technology behind all this, right? So as we just mentioned in the previous, uh, segment, so Tesla, again, they, they really, um, they just didn't see the point of using LIDAR at all. So their cars use radar and, uh, visual cameras. So in contrast, though, these Chevy Bolt-based cruise autonomous vehicles, by the way, that is kind of a confusing name, isn't it? Because Chevy actually do have a car called the Chevy Cruise, and they have a car that's their electric hatchback called the Chevy Bolt. And so <laughs> this thing is, so, so this company that's building them is called the, it's called Cruise Automation. And uh, they're built. They're based on the Chevy Bolt, so it's a Chevy Bolt-based cruise automation car. Which is anyway, okay. That's neither here nor there. Uh, anyway, these cars, though technologically, yes, yeah, so are quite different to Teslas, right? Um, in addition to twenty-one radar sensors and sixteen video cameras, <laughs> um, these things are coming with five lidar units, uh, which is pretty spectacular. I mean, that's an astonishing set of. Um, you know, uh, sensor suite technology. So let's see. Uh, here, here's what's really amazing about this, though. Um, the reason why GM are so excited about this, and indeed every single automaker is excited about these, uh, about self-driving cars generally, is because the astonishing amount of revenue this is going to drive, the astonishing improvement to companies' bottom lines. So uh, GM 
basically such as a quote GM, <laughs> GM is expected to make billions from its autonomous cars soon after they launch. Um, in fact, per car, they're planning to make several hundred thousand dollars. I mean, this is astonishing. I mean, today the average for all GM vehicles is something around $30,000 apparently. Um, and so to look at ride sharing, for example, typically it takes more than $3 per mile. Uh, this is here in San Francisco. By 2025, GM are predicting that it should cost less than $1. So this is an astonishing, huge, I mean, this is just, I mean, it's huge what this is going to be for automakers generally. And I think it's especially exciting to see GM really kind of leading the way with this. And I say leading, um, yes, obviously Tesla got the ball rolling. Obviously, um, you know, other manufacturers are really doing their part as well. Certainly Volvo have dived headfirst in all this um, as far back as two years ago with their semi-autonomous, I mean, marginally, marginally semi-autonomous Volvo XC90. Um, obviously Mercedes, BMW, everyone's getting into it, right? Kia, Hyundai. But but what GM are doing and, and, and having had the foresight to, you know, first of all, invest in cruise automation, second of all, to really fast track these fully driverless cars for next year. I mean, this is, this is exciting. I mean, this is getting very, very real, very, very f- fast uh, indeed. So super exciting stuff. But as we touched on at the close of yesterday's episode, uh, Ford, we need to take a look at Ford because although they've sort of been keeping quiet and out of the limelight, make no mistake, they're doing a lot, like five, like $11 billion a lot. So here we go. Let's take a look at Ford. So yeah, Ford, they have just announced $11 billion, an $11 billion plan uh, for their hybrid and EV rollout. And uh, this is what it's going to look like. So this news straight from autoblog.com. They've got a story up on this. And basically, here's what it's going to look like. Um, so for, first of all, it should be noted that their original claim was that they were going to dump $4.5 billion. This was just last year. Now up to $11 billion. So they've really decided to fast track all this. So, so really, there's kind of um, two ways of going about all this. Uh, the first is with respect to onboard safety equipment. The second is with the actual electrification strategy generally. So first of all, with respect to onboard safety, right? So they Ford have announced that they're going to basically roll out their so-called Copilot 360 driver assistance package, um, which is going to essentially become standardized across nearly every single uh, model in their portfolio, uh, which is really, really incredible considering that, well, let's look at all the fe- you know the features and functionality of Copilot 360, right? So it's got uh, autonomous emergency braking, which we really need to start calling just simply AEM in the same way that anti-lock brake systems are ABS. So it's got autonomous emergency braking, AEM, uh, with pedestrian detection, mind you. It's got blind spot monitoring with cross-traffic alerts. It's got lane keep assist. Hopefully, they've minimized the, you know, the, uh, the ping-pong ball effect we discussed earlier. It's got auto high beams and reverse cameras. Uh, yes, it's true that reverse cameras are mandated for every single new lot by car starting in May of this year. So it's true. Ford's not unique in that respect. But... Um, the fact that they're going to be rolling out this Copilot 360, which bundles in all those different safety functionalities, 
um, for all of their cars, uh, that's, that's a really big deal indeed. So, so that's uh, sort of one part of what Ford are doing. Now, with respect to electrification, so this is where it gets really uh, exciting. So first of all, Ford have announced that they are going to be offering hybrid versions of all of its volume vehicles. Um, and that's, uh, at first blush, that seems kind of sort of ambiguous. Okay, volume vehicles, well, what does that include? Surely it's nothing that we really care about until you realize that their volume vehicles are actually a really big deal, right? So it includes... Well, the Ford F-150, which is said often to have been the best-selling vehicle in America since, well, ever. It includes the Ford Mustang, arguably the, one of the most iconic and legendary sports cars in the world. Um, the Ford Explorer, the Escape, and even the upcoming recently announced uh, reboot of the Ford Bronco SUV. So even the, f- um, you know, so, so even, we're not just talking about regular sort of boring sedans here. We're talking about pickup trucks, uh, large SUVs, small SUVs, and even the Mustang sports car. So this is a really, really big deal. It's really exciting. Um, meanwhile, in Europe, there's going to be a Ford Transit, which is going to get a plug-in hybrid version, uh, as well as an all-electric performance SUV. Ford have taken a somewhat weird tack here. They are teasing it with uh, the Mach 1 name, which if you remember your Mustang nomenclature, you'll realize that Mach 1 actually refers to one of the most coveted sort of track-honed versions, iterations of the Mustang. Uh, I'm not really sure why they're going to be applying this to an SUV, but I guess it makes sense. It'll be, um, yeah, well, I guess a more sporting, harder version of the SUV then. So, so this is a really, really big deal, and it's exciting to see the extent to which Ford are going all out after all, despite not sort of being as cast in the limelight as other manufacturers have been lately. Um, but as we mentioned yesterday, um, they've certainly been testing. We know this, and one of their sort of uh, problems they're trying to crack is something they're, you know, they get a lot of experience with up in Detroit, Michigan, uh, is being able to see through snow-covered, ice-covered roads. Um, because that obviously is um, a critical, critical need to solve. I mean, fully autonomous cars will never be, well, fully realized unless and until cars are actually capable of driving in all conditions. To make an analogy to ordinary cars, you know, the human sort, human-driven sort, um, obviously nobody would take seriously a car that wouldn't be able to handle, I don't know, driving in freezing cold conditions or, say, in burning hot summers. Um, so in the same way that regular human-driven cars need to handle all those weather conditions, well, obviously, <clears throat> fully autonomous cars are going to need to be able to handle all weather conditions too. I mean, I know this goes without saying, but okay, there, I just said it anyway. Uh, so there you have it. That is our wrap for today's episode. Uh, that is Ford. All right, so that'll do it for this week. Um, as a reminder, please be sure to like and share this uh, podcast wherever you happen to see it or listen to it. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes, please, please, please do make a point to uh, leave your review. You don't have to actually write anything if you don't want to, but at least click however many number of stars you think it deserves. Um, that'll just really help me not only for growing, but also for improving, right? So I'd really appreciate that. And finally, just a reminder, because I think it's just not clear. If you listen to this podcast on anchor.fm, you'll be able to leave me voice messages uh, 
with which I promise to engage and we can have a two-way discussion about all this stuff because that'll just make it a lot more fun, I think, a lot more interesting for all of us. So don't be shy. Uh, swing on by to anchor.fm, leave your voicemail messages, and I promise to respond. So, all right, there you have it. That is a wrap for this week. And uh, until next time, have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much for listening, and bye-bye.